Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 21st November 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hong Kong is a place of a multitude of cultures and languages, but the coolest language of all in our fine city is Cantonese, the mother tongue of 87.5% of the population. English is the other official language of our city, and many people speak a third or even a fourth language as well. Today, as we're sitting in one of our famous Dai Pai Dongs, eating our salt and pepper squid and sipping our silky milk tea, we'll be listening to a story from Jessica, who had troubles of her own learning a second language. After Jessica's story, we'll have a poem from Tammy Ho Lai Ming, titled Cantonese Idioms, from her book Hula Hooping. Before we get to the story this week, though, we'd like to put out a big thanks to our hometown listeners in Hong Kong for tuning in. We really appreciate the time you take to listen to our podcast, and we hope that our stories make you feel closer to the people around you and the rest of the world. And speaking of the rest of the world, big hellos go out to those listening in their corners of the globe too, especially those in Merrickville in Australia, New York, New York in the USA, London in the UK, and Lima in Peru. All our connections to all those ears make the world seem a far cozier place. Our storytellers are currently getting ready for the December 5th show, which has the theme of happy. Expect big smiles and maybe even a grin or two from both our tellers and the audience. If you want to be a member of our audience, head on over to hongkongstories.com to get your tickets before they sell out. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than comedy. It's better than drama. It's real life. And now with the story told live at the September 2018 show with the theme of Something Blue, is Jessica. I've always thought that sticking to one's first impressions is a barrier to understanding. But as a kid, I learned that sometimes a misleading first impression can actually work in my favor. I started vocal training when I was 10 years old. As soon as I had the rudiments of breathing, pacing, and remaining on key, my singing teacher introduced a a regiment of classical songs to build my repertoire. These songs were in German, Italian, Latin, and Swahili, languages that were not common to my home of South Florida. I asked her, I don't know anyone who speaks these languages. What is the point of singing a piece that no one is going to understand? Sometimes the highest forms of art are the most difficult to understand. Your audience doesn't need to know what you're saying. They can appreciate its beauty and that you can sing it so well for one so young. Okay. When I was 12 years old, my mother got engaged to her, to her soon-to-be second husband. She asked me to sing the entire Catholic Mass, a long ceremony that would require several songs. I was both thrilled and terrified. I'd only been singing for two years at that point. And this would be my first major performance. 
Also, I really wanted her wedding to be spectacular. For most of my childhood, she had been a single parent working tirelessly to ensure that I had every opportunity possible to succeed. This was my chance to give something back to her. My singing teacher was delighted that I had this extra incentive to practice and came up with a whole new program of songs, including a French song, Plaisir d'Amour. She gushed that this would be perfect for when my mom walked down the aisle. I was excited to learn Plaisir d'Amour because it was in a language that I was actually learning to speak for once. So, and also, my first impression of French came from the movie Beauty and the Beast. So, I was immediately enthralled. The language was the language of love. It even sounded sweet. French pronunciation sounded like whipping sugar into icing. Unfortunately, my budding flirtation with the Romance language wilted rather quickly. That fall semester, I met my new French teacher, Madame Kababe. She asked us all to pick a name to use for the rest of the semester. She then went around the room introducing herself to each one personally. Bonjour, Jacques. Bonjour, Brigitte. She craned her head expectantly in my direction. Je m'appelle Isabelle. She paused, staring at me. Isabelle. That is the name of the woman who stole my boyfriend. <laughs> I can be Bernadette instead. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. She moved on. No bonjour for me. introduction led to a series of rocky encounters. I felt like she was trying to will the spirit of her ex-boyfriend's lover into my body so that she could throttle it out of me. The coup de grace in our relationship came when Madame Kababe brought in crepes for the class to try. She passed around a jar so that everybody could learn about Nutella. Uh, now, Madame Kababe misled us on a few accounts. She said Nutella was French. It's not. She said it was a chocolate spread. It's not. By the time that I got the jar and I could read that it was a hazelnut spread, I'd already consumed my crepe. Uh, Madame Kababe, uh, I need to, in Francaise, but we haven't learned the word for allergic reaction yet. For a moment, she couldn't speak. She just stood there, visibly shaking turning an angry shade of plum and glaring 
daggers at me. After she let me leave to go to the clinic, she then started ranting about how I had ruined Crepe Day. And I could have gotten her sued. After the Nutella incident, I felt paralyzed in French class, and it caused me to perform poorly. I got my first C ever on a progress report. I didn't want to ruin my mother's big day, so I pretended like I was still doing well in French. Usually, my singing teacher would go over the meanings of the songs with me to make sure that I could sing with the right connotation. But because I was learning five new songs for the wedding, she focused on the Latin and German songs, assuming that I could handle the French song on my own. She even suggested, why don't you ask your French teacher about plaisir d'amour? It's a great way to score extra points in the class. I nodded, gulped, and decided it didn't matter what plaisir d'amour meant. <laughs> it's, it, the title is The Joys of Love. I mean, how bad could that be? I was just going to make beautiful French noises. Like a Parisian parrot. As I stood at the altar, waiting for my mother's wedding to begin, I couldn't help but be nervous. It was awkward to have all of these people just staring at me expectantly. So I decided to distract myself by looking at my sheet music. I realized that this version of Plaisir d'Amour actually had the English translation to the French lyrics underneath it. I started to read them. Oh, shit. But it was too late to do anything other than smile and sing. Les The joys of love last for a moment. <laughs> the pain of love lasts a lifetime. <laughs> The audience was entranced. I saw an aunt wipe a tear away from her eye. So touched by the beauty of my singing and the bridesmaids coming down the aisle. I continued to sing passionately as my mother came down the aisle beaming at my soon-to-be stepfather. A tu You left me for the beautiful Sylvia. <laughs> and now she's leaving you for another lover. Everyone raved about the performance. <laughs> I felt 
horrible. I superstitiously believed that I had ruined my mother's chances at happiness. I felt so guilty that I confessed to Madame Kababe because I felt like she was the only one who would really understand the extent to which I had cursed my mother's wedding. To my bewilderment, she just cackled elatedly. <laughs> I want to see your performance. <gasps> you should sing this in front of the class for your final project. I don't know if she meant to embarrass me, but something about the way that I sang the song with mocking rage, now that I understood what the lyrics meant, really struck a chord with her. <laughs> and she raised my grade to a B. <laughs> I have to confess to you, I didn't actually tell my mom about what the lyrics of Plaisir de Mormet <laughs> until I was working on this story for all of you. <laughs> um, and at this point, she has been blissfully unaware that her wedding was jinxed for 20 years. Uh, when I, even with this new information, though, when I finally told her, she stuck by her initial impression of the loveliness of my singing. She even declared it the something blue that she needed. The pain of love does indeed last a lifetime, but clearly many of us like a bit of pain in our lives. Listening to our storytellers is never painful, even at a workshop where the stories are rough and often unfinished. When you're ready to share your story, make sure to bring it to one of our free storytelling workshops, and our storytelling hosts will show you the road to making your story the very best it can be. Check out the details on hongkongstories.com. If you like this podcast, you can write us a review. Or drop us an email. Maybe even include a short story of your own. We love hearing from our audience members from wherever they are listening. Now, here's a poem from Tammy Ho Lai Ming from her book, Hula Hoops. Cantonese Idioms No, you didn't give up a whole forest for me. I am not a tree. I am not even a kind of flora that nature is willing to keep. If teeth can be used as gold, wouldn't everyone melt them to make jewelry and replace the teeth with blue whale bones? Four horses, all whipped, fail to chase after an uttered word. Who knows if the mammals have not been drugged or who they really serve? A dragon is bullied by baby shrimps in shallow water. It should inhale deeply and breathe those lowly creatures in. That said, who put the dragon there? If you deceive someone, you put her in a sealed drum. Can you also treat her as a feline and simultaneously experiment on the physics of quantum?
Thanks for listening to this podcast brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. Our usual and undiminished thanks go out to our fabulous host for the September 2018 show, Mel. It's hard work hosting, and it was well done. Thanks go out too to the poets who let us read their work on our podcast. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. May your week be filled with unintentionally hilarious mishaps, a slip of the tongue, and a spoonerism or two. <laughs> <laughs>